emanating from www.michaelnimmons.org It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. This is Michael Eric Dyson. I'm Kevin Merida, Senior Vice President of ESPN. Hi everyone, this is Roxy Roll from Western Air, Bahamas. I'm Monica Morgan, international photojournalist and motivational speaker. Hello there, I'm meteorologist Denise Isaac from WXYZ Channel 7. Hey, this is Maurice Griffin from BET Sunday's Best. I'm Lauren Winfrey, TV news reporter for today's TMJ4 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This is Dr. Eddie Connor, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud show with my main man, Michael Nimmons. Grew up listening and singing If I Could Be Like Mike, and I really do, so I had to listen to how he brings it, how he flows with it, how he engages you, how he speaks truth to power and inspires you to do something greater than ever before. Don't you dare miss it. Continue to listen. Think out loud. Speak out loud. It's Michael Nimitz. You're listening to, and you're listening to, the Thinking Out Loud radio show. 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 The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. One of the best radio shows that I've ever been on. And in Detroit, I can't go without Thinking Out Loud with my boy, Michael Nimitz. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimitz. Miss the show featuring singer extraordinaire, Miss Stephanie D. Sanders. You mentioned something when you were talking about your book earlier, an incident that uh, inspired you to write the book. Can you tell our listeners about that incident? Catch it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and now on iHeartRadio. I know I'm not going to necessarily touch everybody, but I am here to touch somebody. And it wasn't until I got to that point to where I could really live in my truth and and say, I'm putting this out, and I'm putting this book out, and I'm going to put this audio book out. Somebody needs it aside from me. So, I'm sorry. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. What's up, family? Hello and welcome to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And you know who I am. I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. I am excited that you've tuned in to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Man, I can't tell you how excited I am. I'm always excited that you tuned in to the show. Um, This is the show, uh, if you didn't know, that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. Thank you again for tuning in. We've got another great show in store for you. 
I want to say a uh, welcome to uh, the uh, listeners from WDPR 102.4, wherever you are. Uh, that's why I love internet radio, because internet radio is global. You could be talking to somebody uh, in your neighborhood, or you could be talking to somebody across the water. Ha! <laughs> So I want to welcome again all of the listeners from WDPR 102.4 And of course to you, those that are listening on Blog Talk We are thankful that you tuned in to another Tuesday edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show If you tuned in last week You know that last week's show was our 50th show And uh, we appreciate all the listeners and our show partners that called in uh, From Consumer Task Clinic to Bunchies to KCN Designs to Custom Made Uh, We had a wonderful show A few technical difficulties here and there But we pushed through it, we made it And if you missed the show, you can always listen to it on um, uh, on any of the podcasting networks, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and is now available. Drum roll, please. On Spotify. That's right. The Thinking Out Loud radio show is now available on Spotify. You can now listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show on all of the major podcasting networks. Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, Radio Public, and now on Spotify. Spotify, that's right. You can listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show on Spotify. Most of these are free apps you can download either from the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Once you've just once you've done so, just do a quick search for our show and then it should pop right up and then hit the subscribe button so that way even if you miss the show on Tuesday on Blog Talk at 8 p.m. or on Friday at 8 p.m. on WDPR, you can always listen to the podcast on any of the major podcasting networks. We are excited. We are bursting that we are now available on all of the major podcasting networks. God is continuing to enlarge our territory. Remember to hit the subscribe button and lock you in so you don't miss an episode of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. In this very special edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, we're going to be discussing a very important topic on tonight that's been on my heart and my mind for quite some time to discuss on the show. And I'm glad I have a very good friend of mine, international evangelist, worship leader, an author, and executive assistant to presiding bishop of the Pentecostal Churches of the Apostolic Faith, the Honorable Bishop Lambert Gates. My good friend Elder Aaron Port is on the show with us on tonight. We're going to be discussing a topic that is near and dear to my heart. It's called church hurt. And many of you have um, talked about it on social media. You've seen posts and whatnot. We're going to be tackling this this controversial subject on tonight in tonight's show. And today he and I will be sharing a discussion regarding this hot topic of church hurt. And this is definitely a topic worthy of discussion and one that is important. And we note that this conversation comes not from a place of judgment or condemnation, 
but one of humility and sensitivity and concern for our fellow man. And the fact that this hashtag was being used on social media in a comical fashion is, uh, to me, at the height of uh, insensitivity. And in my opinion, it seemed to do more harm than good. But our objective tonight is to have a constructive and substantive dialogue about this controversial topic that is both insightful and edifying. And I think we've achieved this. And those that will be listening on tonight will be benefited greatly by this conversation. And I want to thank my good friend, Elder Aaron Porter, for being on the show with us on tonight. Don't forget our thought of the week. We've got a great thought that's directly in line with our topic of church hurt. You don't want to miss this thought of the week tonight. You've got to listen all the way to the end of the show, but I guarantee it's going to bless you. So don't forget our thought of the week. Remember to follow our social media accounts for the show on Twitter at TOL Radio Show and on Instagram at the TOL Radio Show and on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash thinking out loud radio. Also, um, follow our personal uh, social media account at TOL Radio Show Host MSN. You can follow that on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. What you thinking about? 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 What you think about? What you think about? We begin this week's uh, What Are You Thinking About segment talking about, you guessed it, President Donald Trump. I mean, Trump or Trump. Trump. Trump what did I say? You know what I mean. <laughs> Woo! He is definitely a hot topic all over the news and social media, of course. Um, we, all are, we all are aware of the debacle of a press conference he held in Helsinki, Finland on yesterday with Russian President Vladimir Putin and uh, we all know what happened. President Donald Trump uh, refused to um, admit uh, to the world uh, and on foreign soil that U.S. intelligence was right uh, in their assessment that um Russia meddled with the 2016 uh, presidential election and uh, he was there and it was an embarrassment uh, on so many levels. Here we have a American president on foreign soil standing next to um, the United States, um, one of our greatest enemies, and he is siding with uh, the enemy over the United States government, the United States intelligence, and saying uh, he has no reason uh, to believe that uh, Russia would do anything like that in so many words. And I was flabbergasted, like many of you, I'm sure. And it's been all over the news uh, yesterday and, of course, on today. And uh, what's interesting about this particular story is that uh, he came out today to uh, clarify uh, his comments <laughs> and said instead of he, he reviewed uh, the tape and um, and saw that uh, he needed to um, to make a clarification. 
he admitted that he misspoke in uh, Helsinki, Finland at the press conference on yesterday. And, uh, and so he said, I don't see any reason why I would think that Russia uh, had meddled in U.S. elections. Uh, instead, what he meant to say, and this is what he said today, was, I don't see why I wouldn't think that Russia meddled in U.S. elections. So the distinction there is between would and wouldn't. Well, duh. I mean, come on. So all this really boils down to is boils down to is uh, a distinction between would and wouldn't. <laughs> come on, this is much bigger than that. Let me tell you. And um, I was just, you know, again. I watched the press conference and watched the responses afterwards. And um, uh, John McCain uh, came out yesterday and, and uh, his uh, comments, again, were probably the, the most um, uh, glaring and um, uh, the most um, fiery remarks regarding the debacle of a press conference. He says, and I quote, today's press conference in Helsinki was one of the most disgraceful performances by an American president in memory. McCain said, the damage inflicted by President Trump's naivete, egotism, false equivalence, and sympathy for autocrats is difficult to calculate. But it's clear that the summit in Helsinki was a tragic mistake. President Trump proved not only unable, but unwilling to stand up to Putin. McCain said he and Putin seemed to be speaking from the same script as the president made a conscious choice to defend a tyrant against the fair questions of a free press and to grant Putin an uncontested platform to spew propaganda and lies to the world. Former CIA director John Brennan tweeted, Donald Trump's press conference in Helsinki rises and exceeds the threshold of high crimes and misdemeanors. It is nothing short of treasonous. There's that T word. Not only was Trump's comments imbecilic, he was wholly in the pocket of Putin. Republican patriots, where are you? Now, last I checked, high crimes and misdemeanors and treason are all impeachable offenses. The President of the United States stood on foreign soil and threw the United States intelligence community under the bus. The question becomes, what is Congress and the Senate going to do next? This was another terrible day in the chronicles of this president for the United States of America. When is Congress going to act? That is the million dollar question. Can you imagine people if President Obama would have done something like this when he was president? It's, un, it's unimaginable. And uh, Reverend Dr. Barber tweeted out something that I retweeted and I thought was very apropos given the circumstances. He said this. Republicans are now asking what they should do with Trump. Here's an idea. What would you have done if it were Obama? Do that. And I and I can tell you what the answer to that question is. Impeach him. That's the that's the answer to that question.
I am waiting for Congress and the Senate to put forth articles of impeachment for this president. He is obviously not fit uh, to be president of the United States. He cannot be trusted uh, in public, and we still don't know um, because it was just those two individuals in that private meeting on yesterday. So we don't know what uh, Trump discussed with him, and I believe that uh, Vladimir Putin has some damaging information on President Trump, uh, which is the reason why uh, Trump has befriended this president. Um, and we all know the, diff the, the, the different things that Russia has done and been accused of doing, including meddling in the 2016 election. So we're waiting on Congress to act. And act means somebody needs to put forth articles of impeachment. This man is no longer fit to be president of this country. I'm interested to get your thoughts. Let me know what your thoughts are. Post them on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page. We want to hear from you. Thinking Out Loud Radio, send us an email at Thinking Out Loud Radio Show at gmail.com. We want to know what your thoughts are. Send us a tweet on TOL Radio Show, host MSN or the TOL Radio Show on uh, Instagram. You know what our social media accounts are. Go there and uh, and let us know what you think about this debacle of a um, press conference that was held on yesterday. And then him, him coming back to try to clarify his comments on today. What a shame. And finally, um, we posted an article uh, a couple days ago on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page about televangelist Paula White, um, who uh, uh, said some, has some interesting comments about uh, the life of Jesus uh, with regards to uh, President Trump's immigration policy. Uh, Paula White defending the president's immigration policy, saying that Jesus was an immigrant or refugee, but he didn't do anything that was illegal. This is the article that was posted on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page, and we've gotten a ton of responses on this, and uh, we wanted to share some of them with you. But for me, what is appalling is how the evangelicals criticize and ridicule President Obama at every turn and everything that he did uh, in office. He could do nothing right. They chimed in at every turn to offer their rebuke of this president on just about everything he did while in office. And mind you, President Obama is probably the most decorated president, intellectually speaking, than most, if not all, of the past presidents. He has a Nobel Peace Prize. He graduated from not one but two Ivy League schools. He was the president of the Harvard Law Review. And there was no better representative of this country around the world than our former president. In fact, today he spoke at Mandela's 100th uh, birthday celebration in um, uh, in on the in um, in South Africa. Uh, so, um, but now we have a president of another complexion in office. Those same Obama critics have almost become radio silent in offering their religious opinions of this president. There probably will be uh, no other president, and haven't hasn't been one that has had so much scandal 
um, following him uh, before he became president and after he became president than the one that we have in office. It's a shame. And and um, and, and I, this article for me takes the cake. I thought it was bad when televangelist Jim Baker defended the Trump encounter with porn star Stormy Daniels when he visited with her late one night in the hotel room. Jim Baker told his audience that Trump wasn't having an affair with Stormy Daniels. He was just simply sharing with her the gospel. Really? <laughs> I bet you if you asked uh, Trump... Uh, what was his favorite Bible verse? He he wouldn't be able to tell you. You know, uh, <laughs> two Mister Two Corinthians. <laughs> oh my God, it, it's a shame. You know, um, and then if you thought that was bad, this story right here takes the cake. Paula White, in an effort to defend Trump's racist immigration policy, decided to offer her perspective on the life of Jesus as it relates. To the immigration fam immigrant families and their over 2,000 children that have been separated because of the Trump administration's unjust and unfair immigration policy. She said Jesus was a refugee or an immigrant, which is true, but he didn't do anything illegal because that would be considered sinful. And Jesus didn't commit sin because if he did, he wouldn't be the Messiah. Now, this statement on the surface seemed to have some truth to it because Jesus was indeed an immigrant. His family migrated from the town of Bethlehem to the country of Egypt and ultimately to Nazareth where Jesus was raised as a young boy. The Bible does say that Jesus knew no sin and that is another true statement. However, where I and many others part ways with Trump's spiritual advisor, Paula White, is that it seems she conveniently leaves out a bit of historical context concerning the life of Jesus. Because while Jesus knew no sin, the Bible does say he became sin for us in order to reconcile the world back to himself. She conveniently overlooked the part where Jesus was viewed by the Sadducees and the Pharisees as a heretic. He ultimately, his ultimate crucifixion was because they saw Jesus as a threat, not just to the church, but to the Roman Empire. Even though they were trumped up charges and Jesus' real intent was no, wasn't to overthrow the Roman Empire, but to redirect the people's focus from man's government to God's kingdom, sedition and heresy were both considered crimes nonetheless. And for Paula White to use the life of Jesus as the example to justify the Trump administration's unjust racist immigration policies uh, is irresponsible as a minister of the gospel. She said, I think so many people have taken biblical scriptures out of context on this to say stuff like, well, Jesus was a refugee. White said in a CBN interview, yes, he did live in Egypt for three uh, and a half years, but it was not illegal. If he had broken the law, then he would have been sinful and he would not have been our Messiah. Hmm. Well, I said on Facebook, if you read the article, she says Jesus did nothing against the government, which would be sinful and therefore couldn't be the Messiah. Implicit within this is when you go against the government, you are committing sin. So what about the Gandhis and the Dr. Kings of the world who fought against unjust laws upheld by the government? Dr. King said an unjust law is a human law that is not rooted in eternal law and natural law. Any law that degrades human personality is unjust. 
Essentially what Dr. King was saying is an unjust law is the same as sin. It degrades human personality. But she continues to be way off in support of this president. My problem is her constant misuse of scripture in order to spiritually protect and cover Donald Trump. Here are some other comments from those who post on our Facebook page. Uh, Richard Hunt uh, Hunter said, so let me get this right. When these same evangelicals were rebelling against Obama, it wasn't sin. But now that number 45 is in the in is in the office if you rebel and go against the government you're committing sin let that sink in hmm Ricardo Brown said you don't break the law if you don't like a law you fight to get it changed like some of those from the past and present to just break laws goes against Romans 13 1 through 6 Patsy Johnson called what she said sacrilegious what the evangelicals have proven to me is that they will continue to weaponize the Bible as a tool to further their own selfish political agendas. What a shame. We're continuing with our discussion of our new book, Vision. I hope you're enjoying our new segment that we're calling Inside Vision. Again, Vision is available everywhere books are sold online. Purchase your copy today. This is our seventh installment of this segment talking about our new book, Vision. If you miss any of them, you can always check them out along with any of our past shows on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Radio Public, and now on Spotify. Well, in this week's uh, edition of Inside Vision, we're looking at chapter 9 of our book entitled, Write the Vision. In this uh, chapter, we are a bit, in this book, rather, we're a bit autobiographical in the sense that we talk about some of our experiences and how they've molded and shaped us into the person that we are today. And one particular event that stands out in my mind is my graduation from my alma mater, Michigan State University. We spoke at our own graduation held back in 1998 at uh, the Breslin Student Events Center in December of that year. And in this chapter, um, not only do we talk about this event, but we talk about how our life and our life experiences led up to this culminating event at MSU. On page 190, we talk about the influence of King and how I was heavily influenced by the oratory of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. In this chapter I write, as it turns out public speaking and oratory was a passion of mine ever since I was a very young boy. I can recall being introduced by introduced to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. by my father after watching the King miniseries on uh, television. My dad had several albums of Dr. King's speeches and I remember listening to them and being completely mesmerized by his deep baritone voice. 
being enamored with his oratory and command of the English language. In Dr. King's speeches, they reflected a well-read intellectual who was an expert at incorporating his literary prose into his sermons and public addresses. I remember as a kid listening almost every day to uh, his sermons and public addresses and the Dr. King albums that my dad had and trying to emulate his speech pattern and his baritone voice. In fact, I listened so much that I mastered it almost down to his exact enunciation of every word. I would begin reciting speeches like, I've been to the mountaintop and I have a dream and at my church and school assemblies. I even had an opportunity to deliver a Dr. King speech during the annual Dr. King weekend celebration in Detroit at Cobo Hall. Public speaking has always been a passion of mine and Dr. King was truly one of my major adolescent influences. This is Just a brief excerpt from chapter nine of our of our book Vision. We encourage you to go out and purchase your copy. It is available everywhere. Books are sold. I hope you enjoyed this uh, edition of Inside Vision. Again, purchase your copy of Vision, available everywhere books are sold in hard copy and digital format. Hard copy, $20, and in digital format, only $3.99. Well, we're going to take our first break of the night. When we come back, we're going to get right into our discussion of church hurt with my good friend, international evangelist, author, Preacher extraordinaire, my good friend, Elder Aaron Porter. Don't you go anywhere. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. My name is Maya, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with radio show host and my daddy, Michael Nimmons. You better listen to that little girl. Got the munchies? Call Munchies! If you worked all day, need a break? Call Munchies! Having a party for the big game? Call Munchies! If you want some off-water pizza and wings? Call Munchies! Call 248-476-7272. Located at 34527 Grand River in Farmington. When you have the munchies, call munchies. Looking for a professional tax and bookkeeping service? Then look no further than Consumer Tax Clinic. This is a full-service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with IRS? Call Consumer Tax Clinic today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service designed with you in mind. 
What's up fam, it's Pastor Mike Nimmons of the Thinking Out Loud radio show And if you want to be empowered, if you want to be inspired, if you want to be motivated, if you want to be uplifted Then you need to listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show We have great interviews, great guests, great discussion, and you empowered and inspired all in the same show That's why you need to tune in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show Tuesdays at 8 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com slash thinking out loud radio. Or check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and now on iHeartRadio. It's the best alternative to whatever you're listening to. Guaranteed. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Miss the Father's Day edition featuring mother and daughter duo Holly and Tamia Jackson. Holly, I want you to tell our listeners what happened uh, in your life uh, six years ago that changed it forever. Catch it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and now on iHeartRadio. On this particular day, um, just like any other day, he uh, said, okay, you know, I'm about to head downtown and go to work. So he was doing security at one venue and my phone had rung and I saw my husband's number come up and, you know, and that was nothing out of the ordinary. It was around 2 a.m. It was my husband's partner and I just sat straight up in my bed. Michael Nimmons, Executive Director of the Vision Initiative, a nonprofit organization designed to give inner city and urban youth a new vision for themselves through mentorship programs, empowerment sessions, scholarships, and much more. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash the Vision Initiative and find out how to donate and become a mentor or volunteer. The Vision Initiative, opening the eyes of today's youth to new possibilities. Come join the vision. Have you purchased Michael Nimmin's new book entitled Vision? It is definitely a bestseller in the making. This book is full of positive insights on vision from people like President Barack Obama, Nelson Mandela, and Dr. Miles Monroe. Michael Nimmons offers a riveting and thought-provoking perspective on how spiritual vision transcends both natural and mental vision and propels you to your place of destiny and purpose in God. It is definitely a must-have. Just $20 for hard copy and $3.99 in ebook format. Available online everywhere books are sold. Get your copy today. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Subscribe today.
You're tuned in to the Feeling Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. We are back on another very special edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And we have a um, very good friend of ours on the line as we discuss this controversial topic of church hurt. Uh, I felt led to uh, reach out to him and have him on the show with us on tonight. And I want to give him a proper introduction before we bring him on. So... Uh, he is an international evangelist, uh, grew up in the church, come up through the ranks. Uh, God has just blessed him in so many different ways. And he is a uh, worship leader and author. He's come out with a book of his own. Uh, he'll be talking about that briefly during the show as well. Uh, he's also the executive assistant of uh, presiding prelate of the Pentecostal uh, Churches of the Apostolic Faith, uh, the Honorable Bishop Lambert Gates, who is also the uh, senior pastor of Mount Zion Apostolic Church in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, as I said, he is a very good friend of ours, and I want to I want you to give a warm Thinking Out Loud radio show welcome to a uh, good friend of ours and new friend of the show. Elder Aaron Porter. Welcome to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, Elder Porter. Dr. Mendes, God bless you, man. Thank you for the invite. Honest to you, man. On your wonderful broadcast. God bless you and your audience. God bless you, man of God. Again, we are so happy to have you on the show with us on tonight. And as I said, uh, you know, when God dropped this topic on my heart, and it's always been on my mind to discuss at some point on the show, this controversial topic of church hurt. Um, your name was the first name that came up. And again, I'm so thrilled uh, that you're with us on tonight. And um, as we talk about this topic, I want to put this disclaimer out there. We're not talking about it from a position of perfection or a position of judgment or condemnation, but uh, we are approaching this subject with great humility, uh, sincerity, uh, and hoping to edify uh, the listeners as we talk about uh, a subject that I believe is very sen sensitive and um, very sincere. You know, this is a very real problem I think and there are people that have been hurt and before we get into well, before we delve into it I want to find out from um, Elder Porter uh, you know how long have you been in the church I believe both of us are pew babies right absolutely absolutely I, um, I am 42 years young Forty-two years young, same age, same age. Uh, yeah, so I have been in church all of my life. Um, this is all I know. Christ is all I know. The church is all I know. And uh, came up in the uh, actually in the city of Detroit, where you are currently, uh, at what I call the Mother's Church, the flagship church, um, Clinton Street Greater Bethlehem Temple Church, where a lot of people know that church from the uh, one of the greatest pastors that they've had. And that's uh, Bishop Edson Hancock, 
um, after his tenure, Bishop Collins, and I knew personally Bishop Jackson. And, of course, uh, me and my dad, the late Bishop Lawson Porter, pastored that church, uh, and Bishop Clark pastored that church as we speak today. And so um, church is all I know. Brought up there, I, I left Detroit. Uh, in 1999 under the leading of the Holy Spirit and transitioned my family uh, to Indianapolis, Indiana, and there we served under presiding uh, Bishop Lamberway Gates, uh, definitely a mentor and father and phenomenal leader. And once again, church is who I am. Uh, church is all I know. And I don't say that, uh, meaning that uh, I'm not accessible to other things and I'm not connected to um, uh, elements of the world, but um, if you if you want to know who I am, I am a product of the church, and this this topic um, rings in my spirit because uh, I am a product of the church. But with that, I don't want to uh, miss anybody that's that's feeling contrary or that may not feel like I feel. I think one of the things that we have to do. Um, if we're going to win souls at any level, the Bible says we must be wise. And in doing so, we must be able to um, somehow put ourselves in the place where people are and attempt to understand this whole concept about church first. So, um, yes, sir, church, church is all I know. And church is all I know. And uh, as I said, we, you know, we come from similar backgrounds. Uh, both of us are pew babies born and raised in the church and um, you know because I think because of that fact we may have a, a different perspective on uh, this subject of church hurt you know because uh, we're on the inside looking out per se but as I've as I said earlier this has always been a topic that I've wanted to talk about on our show and address, but I wanted to do it in the right way. I wanted to do it in a um, a sensitive and sincere way. I uh, wanted to do it, uh, you know, where we could have a uh, fruitful and beneficial discussion regarding this controversial topic and. I'm so glad again that um, we're able to have that on tonight. So, Elder Porter, I want to know from you, what are some of your initial thoughts uh, on this topic of church hurt? What are some of the things that come to your mind, uh, come to the forefront when you think about this controversial topic of church hurt? Pastor Nimitz, I, I believe that, that, that we have to be careful um, in our approach to it because, again, you don't want to minimize anyone's experiences with the church. And um, I think we have to be careful when we say the church. Um, some people, when they say the church, they're talking about a building, but uh, it's, it's probably better to say that people within uh, the building, within the infrastructure, has brought hurt to that individual. Um, I am on both sides of it because, um, and I have to be honest, you know, I had to realize personally within myself that I had experienced some, I experienced some things in church that I realized when I started talking about it, 
that I probably could not talk about it freely because I was not fully delivered from the experience. And um, I think we have to be careful and, uh, and allow people to go through their season of hurt, but also show them that there's another side to it. Um, we can all be honest and say there is a place within the four walls that people will become offended and have become offended uh, sometimes by peers and sometimes by those that sit in high authority. Um, we cannot discount that. You know, uh, that is a relevant topic. That is a sensitive subject matter. Uh, there have been people in certain arenas uh, that I believe have abused their authority, have usurped their authority, uh, David being the prime example. And because trust and confidence was placed in a person and that trust and confidence has now been abused and have been taken advantage of, that automatically brings a, a sense and a level of hurt to an individual. When you put, uh, for lack of a better terminology, all of your stock into a system and you felt somehow the system let you down, there is a sense of hurt, pain, and distrust that is applied to that person's life. I believe that, that's one side of the church hurt concept. But I believe that there's another side to it. Um, and one of the things that I see in the scriptures, um, the, the, the man by the name of Saul who was, who was translated and converted to Paul, I believe that there was a sense of hurt. The Bible says when, 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 when Paul was on the road to Damascus, the Bible says they're shown a light out of heaven, knocked him from his beast. And the Bible says God began to speak unto him and says, why is it that you're taking against the prince? It is hard for you to do so. I believe that there's another realm of church hurt that comes to the lives of individuals when there is a sense of resistance in our lives to the will of God for our lives. Um, we find ourselves kicking against the prick, and you want to talk about something that hurts, try kicking against a prick. Try kicking against something that is unmovable. So you're, 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 you're running into something that is unshakable. And many times we find ourselves dealing with hurt in our lives from the church, but a lot of it is also when we have not fully submitted to the will of God for our lives, that there is a sense, there's a realm of, of hurt that takes place in the lives of individuals when God's will has not fully been accomplished in our lives. So once again, I, I see it from two different perspectives. Yes, there is a place where trust is, is, is mishandled and has to be regained. But there's also another sense when we have a sense of uh, resistance in our lives to the will of God for our lives. And when we have not fully submitted, and, and when I say that, Pastor Mike, I'm speaking of mind, body, and soul. I'm speaking of uh, the entirety of our being. We have not given that over to God and say, I'm yours, have your way in me. I believe there's a sense of calm. There's a sense of peace and tranquility that a believer finds in their lives when you totally submit to the will of God for your life. I know you are enjoying our discussion that we're having on Church Hurt with my good friend, Elder Aaron Porter. And man, you said a whole lot there. And uh, I, 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 really, I, I, I really wanted to piggyback on the last part there where you where you you're talking about individuals who have not fully submitted themselves over to the will of God 
and um, and I think that is a very real uh, uh, reason why uh, many people that are uh, offended by the church uh, and offended or, or have been hurt by the church um, they, they come to God with their own agenda they come to God with their own motives or they, 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 they want things done their way and they're not fully submitted to the will of God and that's why um, they they as you said, uh, they're kicking. They're kicking on the print against the pricks, and and uh, and because they're of their resistance, they uh, have been hurt many times, and and then they want to blame uh, the church because they have not fully submitted themselves to God, and it leads me to. My my next question, because, you know, I believe that much of the criticism of the church and we hear it all the time. I mean, when you listen to the listen to, you know, you have you know, listen to people that you may work with or, you know, people, um, I believe uh, just recently at the Essence Festival, there was some. Um, conversations, public conversations about the church and how people are were offended uh, by the church, um, you know, and 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 forums like that. Uh, but you know, this is just what I believe that much of the criticism of the church comes from those who don't even go to church. Or are not regular members of a church. And because they don't go to church. They don't even understand the purpose of the church. The role that the church uh, has. Again, I would I would think. Oh, I, I believe that they're coming uh, to God with their own agendas. And, and telling God what. He needs to do for them instead of submitting themselves to the will of God and what His will is for their lives. Do you do you agree with that, or or I'm off base? No, no, I I think that 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 there is um, relevance to that. Um, when we examine Scripture, uh, one one thing that we find out that we don't have a right to come to God and dictate God's plan of salvation or what God will accept or what he should accept from us. It is God that sets the parameters. It is, it is God that sets the boundaries. And then you and I are responsible for coming into alignment with the will of God for our lives. Now, um, I don't have a status quo. I don't have a number on where that terminology church hurt is coming from, whether um, it is it is people that are fully um, connected to the house, um, it, it it I I think it bears some some truth uh, that we have to discover where the conversation is coming from. But again, one one thing I do know is that whether you are inside or whether you're out, it is it is God that sets the parameter. Um, my, 
my, my mind goes to uh, Cain and, and Abel when they brought sacrifice to God in the, in the book of Genesis. And, and the Bible says that both of them decided at some point to bring a sacrifice into the temple to present it unto God. Cain being a tiller of the ground, Abel uh, being the keeper um, of the flock. And the, and the Bible says that each of them brought God something that they thought were credible and worthy for sacrifice. Um, Cain, the Bible says, um, if I can put it in uh, preacher jargon for just a moment, um, while on his way to the sanctuary, his concept, his precepts, his thoughts about God were so that he reached from the ground and brought fruit of the ground, took it into God's presence and told God to receive my worship. If I could put it in, in once again, preacher's language, um, he brought God dirty fruit, a dirty sacrifice of the ground and told God to receive it. And when he brought it into God, God looks at him and says, not only do I reject what's in your hand, I reject the heart that brought it. And what God is saying is that you don't have a right to dictate to me what I should accept. I'm God. I'm going to set the parameters for you. So we see when, when Abel brought God a sacrifice, the Bible says Abel brought something that he thought was fitting to God. He brought a blood sacrifice. The Bible says God looked at him and said, not only do I accept your worship, I accept the heart from the person who brought it. Once again, it goes to set the parameters that, that God sets in order. God sets the border. God sets the parameters. You and I are responsible to bring to God what God accepts. If God doesn't accept it, it is not God's fault. It is our fault because we brought him something that God, the God of glory, the God of heaven and earth, decided was not worthy for him to accept. So I believe we must examine our sacrifices. And, and when we look in the New Testament, you and I, the Bible says, Pastor Nimitz, become living sacrifices. Mm-hmm. We have to examine what we bring to God and ask God, would you accept my sacrifice. You're tuned in to the Final Hour Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Hi, I'm Michael Nimmons, Executive Director of the Vision Initiative, a nonprofit organization designed to give inner city and urban youth a new vision for themselves through mentorship programs, empowerment sessions, scholarships, and much more. Just go to facebook.com forward slash the vision initiative and find out how to donate and become a mentor or volunteer. The Vision Initiative, opening the eyes of today's youth to new possibilities. Come join the vision. It's their birthday and need a gift for that special someone. Then call KCN Designs and sit back and smile. KCN Designs specialize in custom-made all-occasion baskets that are sure to make that special someone smile. Call KCN Designs today at 248-820-3691 and order your custom basket today. 
I'm Lauren Winfrey, TV news reporter for today's TMJ4 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. The munchies call Munchies. If you worked all day, need a break, call Munchies. Having a party for the big game, call Munchies. If you want some off-water pizza and wings, call Munchies. Call 248-476-7272. Located at 34527 Grand River in Farmington. When you have the munchies, call Munchies. Hey, what's up? This is Holly Jackson. And this is Tamia Jackson. And you are listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Mike Nimmons out here blessing the airwaves and the community with positivity. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Miss the show featuring medical doctor and media personality, Dr. Victoria Dooley. You know, I'm a person of faith, and when I get depressed, I pray. That's my solution, and I'm able to come out of it. Why are there some individuals that are just are not able to come out of that depressed state? Is it because we've underestimated the impact of what it means to be depressed? Catch it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and now on iHeartRadio. Well, Pastor Michael, as a physician and as a preacher's daughter, I will say that the African-American community relies too much solely on prayer or faith. But I think it's important for churches and pastors to get on board and accept and acknowledge that sometimes we need prayer and. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Have you purchased Michael Nimmons' new book entitled Vision? It is definitely a bestseller in the making. Endorsed by presiding bishops, pastors, ministers, best-selling authors, and more. Listen to what Dr. Eddie Connor had to say. Vision is a riveting book filled with spiritual keys and pragmatic principles. The insights shared by Michael Nimitz will inspire you to manifest your vision to receive provision. As you read, you will be encouraged to embark on your own vision from within. Michael Nimmons offers a riveting and thought-provoking perspective on how spiritual vision transcends both natural and mental vision and propels you to your place of destiny and purpose in God. Available online everywhere books are sold. Get your copy today. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. 
Stephanie D. Sanders, an award-winning singer-songwriter, actress, and now author, has a three-pack combo with her new book, audiobook, and original CD entitled One More Day. Get your copies right now on Amazon, Kindle, and Il to Death. Check out her website at www.epkstephaniedsanders.com or email her at bookstephaniedsanders at yahoo.com. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. I hope you are enjoying our discussion of this topic, Church Hurt, with my good friend, international evangelist, speaker, and author, Elder Aaron Porter. Let's get back into this interesting and compelling discussion. That is so true. That is so true. And 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 uh, you know, <laughs> we are on the same page with this because you know it, it is it. People want to dictate to God. What they're willing to do and what they're willing not what they're not willing to do, what they're willing to accept and what they're not willing to accept. But they but they don't understand that you have to come to God fully submitting and surrendering to his will for your life. You know, you you, you can't he, he like you say, he dictates the parameters for us. We don't it's not the other way around. And and that is what I believe the real problem is that people people are 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 reveling in their own disobedience. They're reveling in their own uh, uh, lust and lavish lifestyles, and 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 um, and they don't want to uh, surrender. They don't. They're not willing to submit uh, to a God that. They can't see, they can't touch physically, you know, uh, they have all of these questions about uh, about this God that that he requires us to have faith in order to believe in him. And and for us, we're so used to um, uh, doing things our own way. And here God is saying, if you just surrender yourself and your life over to me. I will take care of the rest. And that is the problem for so many people. I really believe that is the underlying um, the underlying problem uh, implicit within this 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 overarching uh, problem of church hurt that that you have people that are unwilling to submit to God. Right. And 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 just to add to that, the 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 um, the, the problem with that situation is this is that when we decide what we want to bring to God, we will find those group of people that are saying what we want to hear. No Mm -hmm. longer will we attempt to meet God's standards. We're going to go until we find those people whose um, standards or whose biblical standards are not at a place where I used to receive it. And when we find it, we're going to connect with that group. So what's happening is 
no longer is the church and, and, and people around it attempting to go where God is. We're attempting to bring a God down to where we are and trying to make his principles at our level and something that we can reach without going higher. The, the church must be careful that we don't present Christ in such a way to the world that when they come to Christ, they can leave the world and go straight to the church on an even plane. We must understand that there is something that we are reaching for. The Bible says daily we are we're striving for the mark. We're reaching for perfection. I cannot attempt to bring the God of heaven, the righteous God, down to a place where a person can leave the world and come into the church and they walk on a level plane. No, when you leave the world, you need to ascend to the next level. You've got to come up higher to where he is. That is part of our mantra. We have to present Christ in a loving way, but we cannot afford to leave Christ on the same level where anybody can reach him, although we want everybody to reach him. But we must get them to a place to where once they come out of the world, there is a level of, of, of sanctification. There is a, there, there is a lifestyle. There is a, there is a mindset that comes with this new way of living. And if you were not going to come out and be separate, you have to look at why it is you decided you wanted to come out to begin with. I, I am enjoying our conversation. I hope you are as well. This subject of church hurting. And again, I hope those that are listening are not uh, uh, misinterpreting uh, our discussion on tonight. This is definitely a discussion we're having out of love and uh, and and out of a genuine concern for those who feel that they have been hurt by the people within the church, as was said earlier, because it's not the church that hurts the people. It's the people in the church that hurt people. And, and of course, we're talking about the brick and mortar uh, church, uh, you know, but um, it, it, I, I want to, I want to um, go ahead. Let me add to that real quick. Um, something that you just said is, is very powerful because um, we have to understand the difference between um, people and brick and mortar. Uh, and we have to understand the difference between Revelation. It was, it was Jesus um, that once, once Peter got the revelation um, about Christ, and he said, who do men say that I am? He said, thou art the Christ. He said, the son of the living God. Jesus responds to him. And thou art Peter, upon this revelation, upon this rock, upon this sense of newfound information, he says, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. I say that to say, understand that the church that we speak of is the revelation of who Christ is. It is the information about the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so we have to be careful when we talk about the church did it because mm. the church does not have the capability to do so. It is a revelation of Christ. Jesus said it is on that revelation that I will build my church. And so we have to be careful that we, 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 we have a demarcation between people 
between infrastructure and between revelation. I think those are different concepts that we have to deal with. And if it's individuals that brought the hurt, I think we have to deal with that issue. Uh, but we also have to deal with the infrastructure. But I will say, um, if it ever gets to the place where the revelation of Christ offends you, then I think you are being offended in the right direction. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and um, uh, I I I um I really I really believe this conversation is so. Uh, needed and so very necessary uh, in this day and time. So many people uh, have so many different things to say about the church and and whatnot. And and um, I remember I was in a I was in a class a Sunday school um, class a couple weeks ago. Um, the teachers were um, were talking about one of the the teachers that were leading the teacher that was leading the class made a comment about you know some of the things that people in the world say about the church and some of the excuses they give as to why they don't go to church and one of the excuses I'm sure you've heard uh, Elder Porter is uh, they're hypocrites in the church <laughs> and and uh, before I knew it I'm sitting in the class and. And I just blurted out, so, <laughs> and 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 it got a laugh, it got a laugh in the class because the reality is, yeah, they're hypocrites in the church, and and let's be clear, we're not on this, we're not having this discussion saying that the church is beyond reproach, the brick and mortar church, the people in the church are beyond reproach. No, the church is, as as one pastor put it, the perfect place for imperfect people. So, yes, wherever there are imperfect people, there will be hypocrites. There will be liars. There will be fornicators. There will be adulterers. There will be uh, uh, those kinds of individuals. So, yeah, there are hypocrites everywhere. There are hypocrites on your job. There are hypocrites in your family. You know that you deal with every day, but people use these these types of excuses as to why they don't go to church. But I believe, really, as we said earlier, the underlying the real the underlying reason or the real reason they don't go is because they are not willing to sub- completely submit themselves over to the will of God. Yeah, and and um, you know, just to piggyback off that. Um, I'm not even making that statement as a person that has arrived. Uh, one thing that I understand, Pastor, Pastor Mike, and I'm sure that you can agree, um, the will of God is not comfortable. No, not at all. The, 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 the demands that God put on us to uh, attempt to reach out for his will and follow his precepts are not always comfortable. And they will not always be in our favor. Um, but even with that, we have to make, a, make up our minds that in spite of what hurts me, in spite of what I don't always agree with, I'm committed to yield myself to him. Are there people in the world and in the church um, that may not always be 
as they say, 100? Absolutely. Um, but I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather be in the church and deal with issues than to be out in the world and deal with issues. I often make mm. the statement that the church of God is simply comprised of people from a real world that has just been translated into the kingdom. When they came, they yet bring the attachments that they had in the world with them. So salvation in their lives become a daily process. No, no one does it overnight. No one meets that mark the instant they, they receive of his Holy Spirit. No one does that. And so with that in mind, we must understand that we have to give people leadway to be delivered as they're in their process of salvation. My uh, 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 pastor teaches, teaches like this, that, that salvation is a process. And the, part of, the process of salvation says this, I am saved, but while I am saved, I am yet being saved. Mm. And while I'm being saved, ultimately, when Christ comes back for his church, I will be saved. So everything about my walk with Jesus Christ is a process. Some people God allows to get it overnight. Some people got to go through the process. We must allow people to grow and develop into the person that God has ordained them to be. And that simply means you may find them in their up seasons. You may find them in their wayward seasons. It doesn't mean that their passion for God is gone. It simply means God is yet doing the work in their lives. And I would say this, the grace that we extend to ourselves while God is working on us is the same grace we must extend to others while God is working on them. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. Miss the show featuring candidate for state representative, District 9, Donald Stuckey. We want to know what should have been done regarding the Flint water crisis. The people in Flint are still without clean water. Something should have been done by now. My biggest problem is that the people responsible have not really been held accountable for that. Catch it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and now on iHeartRadio. Water is a human right, and that's the first value that we have to recognize. Water is a human right. And the people in Flint have been suffering for uh, for years now without clean water, and they were lied to by the governor. So, you know, um, so the, the governor should be held, held responsible. Looking for a professional tax and bookkeeping service? Then look no further than Consumer Tax Connect. This is a full-service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with IRS? Call Consumer Tax Clinic today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service designed 
with you in mind. God bless you, family. This is your friend and brother, Elder Aaron Porter, International Evangelist of Aaron Porter Ministries. Listen, God bless you. I am connected online today with my friend and brother, Pastor Michael Nimmons. You connected to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. God bless you. Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice issues that matter to you. Have you purchased Michael Nimmons' new book entitled Vision? It is definitely a bestseller in the making. This book is full of positive insights on vision from people like President Barack Obama, Nelson Mandela, and Dr. Miles Monroe. Michael Nimmons offers a riveting and thought-provoking perspective on how spiritual vision transcends both natural and mental vision and propels you to your place of destiny and purpose in God. It is definitely a must-have. Just $20 for hard copy and $3.99 in ebook format. Available online everywhere books are sold. Get your copy today. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. What's up, fam? It's Pastor Mike Nimmons of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And if you want to be empowered, if you want to be inspired, if you want to be motivated, if you want to be uplifted, then you need to listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We have great interviews, great guests, great discussion, and you empowered and inspired all in the same show. That's why you need to tune in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com slash thinkingoutloudradio. Or check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and now on iHeartRadio. It's the best alternative to whatever you're listening to, guaranteed. Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. I hope you enjoyed our discussion of church hurt with my good friend, international evangelist, speaker, and author, Elder Aaron Porter. Let's hear the conclusion of this powerful interview. Woo! Woo! I mean, that'll preach right there. Wow! And and <laughs> woo! I mean, I I hope you guys are enjoying our conversation on tonight. This is definitely one that I've always wanted to have. Uh, dealing with church hurting, you know, because the problem is that the problem is real, and 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 I'm not on. We're not on here again. Uh, saying that the church the brick and mortar church is beyond reproach because it's not and there are people that have been hurt by people in the church and uh, and and that 
that's a real that that's a reality that we uh, as the church members of the church uh, the brick and mortar church have to deal with um, and um, and and the purpose of this conversation is really to not just discuss it but I really believe the ultimate goal is uh, for us to um, you know to really offer some clarification as to the purpose of the church and what the church's role is because you know now the world will never understand the church because their perspective of the church is completely different they're on the outside looking in and anybody on the outside looking in their perspective is always going to be uh different than those who are in the church because they are those in the world that go to church but the church isn't in them and that's the distinction i want to make that the church is not in the is not in them and that's really that's really the point i want to make is that there is a difference between those that simply go to church and those that the church is actually in them and the and when the church is in you you understand what the church's role is when the church is in you you don't have any qualms and 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 and, and it's not to say you don't have any you, you you don't go through any problems with people in the church but you know that uh, as you said the same grace that you extend to yourself when you're going through problems the people that have the church in them all, always they they also extend the same grace to those who are going through the same problems or or are going through problems themselves those that have the church in them have no problem extending that grace but it's really as we as i said earlier my belief that it's those that don't go to church that the church is not in them that are always the ones that have something to say about the church and have a criticism of the church um and and you know some of it may be warranted some of it may be merited but i think at the end of the day your perspective from the outside is always going to be a bit different from those who are on the inside and and go ahead, I'm sorry I didn't want to cut you off now now what I will say is that People are always accusing the church of not having love, and 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 that uh, they say. And again, this is coming from those who are who I believe are looking uh, inside the church from the outside and saying that well, God is love, but there is no love in the church. And Jesus said in the Gospels that. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, that ye have love one towards another. So my question, Elder Porter, and I'm and I'm I really want us to to deal with this for just a a couple minutes because you know I I I I believe this conversation is rooted in that word love. Do you think the church 
has a love problem? <laughs> um, I would have to say no. Um, mm. um, maybe maybe uh, the application of love. Um, sometimes people uh, perceive love in different ways because of their upbringing. A lot of times when I hear that statement, that there's no love in the church, um, oftentimes, and this is not everybody, but oftentimes, it is connected to whether the church has accepted me the way I am. Mm. And so um, there need not be a level of change in my life. There's no love in the church because I want to be who I am, and the church is not allowing that to be. And so uh, I hear that standpoint quite often. But I will say this. Um, sometimes we need to know how to receive love. And it's not always readily acceptable for us based upon how we were loved. In other words, our culture teaches us what we should and should not accept. Um, our, our, our culture does it. And so um, depending on the culture that a person was brought up in, I think you look and receive uh, and, and you receive and or reject love based upon the way you were brought up, the way that you receive love. You know what I'm saying? Some people look at love and say love isn't love until love hurts, mm. you know, because you, you've been programmed in your mind that if I hurt you, then I love you. And so if I don't hurt you, then I don't love you. And that's one of the reasons why many people continue to go back to Abusive relationships is because that's what they think love is. Love hurts. Um, you bring that narrative from the world, from that system into the church, um, many people will not know how to receive love because that's how love has been portrayed to them. Um, so not only from that standpoint of one receiving it, the ones giving the love have to be able to monitor where your love training has come from as well. Because if, if you grew up in a household where, where that love, where that word love, rather, um, was not readily given and an embrace was not done and you didn't have parents that were, that were uh, 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 affectionate um, toward each other and you, you had siblings that were always um, in, in ruin toward each other, but you knew they loved you. You know what I'm saying? You knew they loved you, but nobody showed it. You knew they loved you. Nobody just said it. Why? Because uh, lights were paid, the bills were paid, food was on the table, and, and, and they always came to your defense. They couldn't tell you, but the, you knew they loved you. And so that mindset, we have to look at that even from a place of leadership. If, if, if anybody, uh, which everybody does, bring their history to every situation in their lives, whether it be leadership, whether it be pastoralship, whether it be parenthood, we bring who we are into the scenario based upon our past. We have to decide, do I want to continue the process of love or do I want to change the process of love? Because if I continue it, I can bring the hurts of my yesterday into a situation. But if I know that wasn't uh, beneficial or helpful for me, then from this standpoint forward, I must change the concept of love that I know and try to reach everybody that I can uh, because um, the church is love, as, as you said earlier, by this, 
so all men know that you are my disciples. Not that you accept me, not that you take me as I am, but what? That you have love one toward another. I hope that makes some sense. Wow. Wow. I hope you have enjoyed our conversation on tonight on the subject of church hurt. Elder Porter, I'm going to give you the last word uh, on that on tonight, man. Time just uh, has flown by. I could talk uh, so many more things I want to say, so many more questions that we have to ask. But uh, I just I'm, I, I feel led to just leave it there. And um uh, I hope that this is a conversation that will spark other uh, conversations about uh, about the church and hopefully in a more positive light and one that uh, uh, one that I believe will be more edifying and uh, constructive uh, in the future. But again, I want to thank you for being with us on tonight. I want you to tell our listeners how. They can follow you on social media, how they can keep up with you. Uh, this guy's this this man of God is a dynamic preacher, par excellent, and uh, international evangelist. Tell our listeners how they can uh, how they can keep up with Aaron Porter Ministries. All right, listen, man. Thank you uh, for the opportunity to share. Um, before I do that, let me let me do this, Pastor Mike, because. Um, as a minister, uh, I don't I don't ever want to uncover something covering up. I don't ever want to uh, uh, um, expose it without giving them some type of shelter before I leave the situation. Don't ever want to put somebody uh, in a bad place without pulling them to a good place. We 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 talk about being hurt. It is a relevant thing. Uh, it is a real thing. We we talk about the infrastructure hurting you. We're talking about the in, the, the, the the individuals inside the church hurting people. All of that is real. But one thing I will say to you, the listeners tonight, is that in spite of all of that, there must be a place of forgiveness um, from you. You must be able to release the hurt in your life if God is going to help you. I often say this, is that forgiveness does nothing for the person that is being forgiven. Forgiveness empowers you to be the best you that you can be. Jesus, mm. while on the cross, after being abused, after being smitten, after having his beard plucked out, a crown of thorns placed on his head, nails in his hand, nails in his feet, uh, a dying on the old rugged cross, had to carry his own cross, uh, his naked body sitting there uh, uh, on Golgotha's heel. Jesus looks up to the Father and says these words. He says, Father, forgive them. From St. Luke 23 and 24. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now, now, now mm. l- let me just put that in very, very, very quickly into context. The men that abused Jesus, when Jesus said they know not what they do, he was not intending for us to believe that they did not know how to kill. These were no doubt third and fourth generation mercenaries. That's why the Bible says they were careful to beat him. 39 stripes save one. They knew how to inflict pain. They knew how to bring about death. That's why the Bible says that when the two male factors that were on the cross with Jesus, when they did not die 
when they wanted them to die. They came and they broke their knees because they understood if I crack them at their knees, it sends shock to their heart. So they were trained killers. They knew how to kill. They knew how to inflict pain. Yet, Jesus looks up to the Father. He stops dying long enough to say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Here's the interpretation of the text. He was simply saying, Father, forgive them, because they don't know what I'm going to be after what they did to me. Mm. They have no clue of the level of anointing that I'm getting ready to walk into. That's why the Bible says about the devil, had he known Jesus was the Lord of glory, he would have never crucified him. And I declare tonight, had they known the next level of anointing that you're getting ready to walk into, had they known the next level of power and revelation and gifting uh, and elevation that God is getting ready to put you in, they would have never offended you, but it's too late now. So you have to take it from this place. You've got to take the power in your hands, and you must be able to release it and let it go. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Listen, what they do. Listen God bless you all. God bless you, Pastor Nimmons. I am uh, Elder Evangelist uh, Aaron Porter. You can reach me by social media. The best way to probably do it, uh, I have a, a Facebook ministry page, Aaron Porter Ministries. You can reach me there. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram. I'm AP2, AP2. That's A for Aaron, P for Porter, and the, the numeral two, AP2, AP2. Listen, uh, for uh, ministry purposes, um, any inquiries about ministry, you can reach us at uh, Aaron.Porter.Booking at gmail.com. Once again, Aaron.Porter dot booking at gmail.com. Our ministry assistant, Sister Julia Johnson, who's phenomenal, uh, will uh, make sure she responds back to you. God bless you, Dr. Porter. Again, we pray God's blessings upon you, and we believe the best is definitely yet to come. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Miss the show featuring candidate for state representative, District 9, Donald Stuckey. We want to know what should have been done regarding the Flint water crisis. The people in Flint are still without clean water. Something should have been done by now. My biggest problem is that the people responsible have not really been held accountable for that. Catch it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and now on iHeartRadio. Water is a human right, and that's the first value that we have to recognize. Water is a human right. And the people in Flint have been suffering for, uh, for years now without clean water. And they were lied to by the governor. So, you know, um, so the, the governor should be held, held responsible. 
You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Got the munchies? Call Munchie! If you worked all day, need a break? Call Munchie! Having a party for the big game? Call Munchie! If you want some mouth-watering pizza and wings? Call Munchie! Call 248-476-7272. Located at 345277-GrandRiverInFarmingtonWhereYouHaveTheMunchies.CallBunchies Facebook about it, tweet about it, Instagram about it. Make the show a part of your weekly routine. Tuesdays from 8 to 9 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. This is Michael Eric Dyson, and when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. to our discussion of church hurt by simply saying as my son Stephen sung so beautifully this song people need the Lord as we said in our discussion with Elder Porter that implicit within this problem of church hurt is the notion or the idea that people do not need the Lord people treat God as a relationship of convenience rather than necessity they can take God or leave God and they believe their lives are not affected either way. They, that couldn't be any further from the truth. And it's a dangerous person indeed that believes that they do not absolutely need the Lord. You know, we live in a day and time where people are far less reverent. People are more selfish and self-centered. People are far more careless than careful. And having a relationship with God is the furthest thing from their minds. We live in a day and time where the church is viewed as a culprit by special interest groups and people want to dictate to God the terms of their relationship with Him. We live in a day and time where the Bible has been weaponized to justify wrong and silence right. What the times have definitely shown us is that people really do need the Lord. Though the question still remains that the 
words of the song queries us When will we realize That people need the Lord When will we come into the knowledge of When will we come to the understanding When will we collectively agree That we really do need the Lord What is it going to take How many wars do we have to fight How many lives have to be lost How long will poverty prevail In our world How long will disease and pestilence Consume the lives of the vulnerable And the weak In the midst of all this negativity And pessimism that seems to cloud Our mental skies God speaks to King Solomon In 2 Chronicles 7 and 14 And queried him Concerning the plight of the children of Israel he said in verse 13, if I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or I send pestilence among my people. And then he offers us the antidote in verse 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land essentially God was saying to the people that you need to recognize and acknowledge that you need me and once you realize that once you recognize that once you acknowledge that then and only then will I and can I heal the land the antidote for today the antidote for tomorrow the antidote for the rich the antidote for the poor The antidote for black people The antidote for white people The antidote for Latin people The antidote for Asian people The antidote for all people The antidote for the world Is, has been And will always be Jesus Christ People really Do need Special thanks to my good friend and brother, international evangelist and worship leader, speaker and author, Elder Aaron Porter, for being on the show with us on tonight. I hope you were blessed by our conversation regarding the topic of church hurt. Remember, you can keep up with Elder Porter and everything that he's doing in the kingdom by just going to his website at www.aaronporterministries.com. That's A-A-R-O-N-P-O-R-T-E-R. M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E-S dot com. 
AaronPorterMinistries.com. And I want to thank you, the listeners of Thinking Out Loud Radio Show, for tuning into the show on tonight. We appreciate you, whether you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, whether you're listening on WDPR 102.4, or you're listening to any of us, any of the podcasting networks, we appreciate you just the same. Thank you. Please tell somebody about the Thinking Out Loud radio show and everything that we have going on. I truly appreciate all of your support. Be sure to tune in next week. We're going to have another great show in store for you. And as always, remember, if you think it, you can believe it. If you believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, then you will be it. If you can be it, then you will achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Be sure to support all of our show sponsors. If you like the show, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, or TuneIn. Want to book Michael Nimmons for a speaking engagement, book signing, or corporate event? Send an email to contact at michaelnimmons.org. Be sure to follow the show on all of his social media accounts on Twitter at TOL Radio Show, on Instagram at The TOL Radio Show, and on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud Radio. Are you an entrepreneur and want to advertise? Become a Thinking Out Loud Radio Show partner. Send an email to Thinking Out Loud Radio Show at gmail.com. We have some affordable advertising packages just for you. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.